appreciate getting to be here this morning. I enjoy hearing everybody fellowship. It's always interesting how quickly it goes quiet. But I uh, appreciate getting to be here this morning, and I'll, I'll ask you uh, to pray for Terry this morning. He's over in Revival at Bethel, and uh, looking forward to hearing some good news about the service over there. I know our youth is going over there tonight, uh, so you pray for us for that too. But I, I'm looking forward to this service, uh, looking forward to what the Lord can do. I, I want to read this, this scripture real quick in, in the book of Psalms. It says, Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. And how important that is that we recognize how holy he is and that he's worth our worship. He's worth our praise. Um, today it's so easy to look into the world and begin to worship those things, uh, but he's beyond worthy of our worship this morning. So uh, as we, we come to this service, I pray that we just worship and give him the glory he's due. So we'll pray and then we'll turn over to the choir. Our Heavenly Father, God, we thank you once again, uh, God, for this day of life. God, thank you once again for allowing us to dwell in this place. God, thank you today, God, for your grace and your mercy. God, thank you for your glory. God, thank you for your righteousness. God, thank you for your son. God, thank you for the price that was paid on Calvary. God, and him imputing his righteousness toward us that we could be saved and born again. God, thank you today. God, let us not forget how hell-bound we were. God, how Satan-bound we were. God, and you came through, God, and freed us of that. God, and saved us. God, we were born again. God, how good it is to consider, uh, God, that I don't have to go to hell anymore. God, that I was bound for that place. God, bound so tightly in the grips of Satan. God, but your freeing spirit came by, God, and freed me up. God, let me praise you, God, today for that. God, remind us today of your goodness, God, and of your grace. Let us not forget, God, the works you've done for us. God, let us praise you like you're worthy this morning. God, help us this morning, God. Help the services over at Bethel. God, we'll be careful to give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll turn it over to Brother Sean in the choir.
here. Good choir song this morning. Uh, we told Cooper we'd open up Wednesday. I was just kidding. I mean, but I'm glad to. I'm glad to help. Um, what the Lord's done for me, I'm sure glad to try to do a little bit for Him. So I appreciate that. But if we'd all stand to our feet and we'll take uh, unspoken prayer requests. Remember those hands. Any spoken prayer requests? service, remember Brother Coop, remember our pastor, remember that church over there, I'm, you know, there, I know, I know Brother Lee's been over there, and I just really, I love Brother Lee, and I know he's doing his best, and I just, I, that, that, he's been on my mind and my heart, and that revival, I just hope they're having a good need, but, um, professors could answer that question, not one of them, but I'm thankful that I know that answer. Yeah. I know that right. the meaning of life for me is getting saved, mm-hmm. living for the Lord, right. and helping as many people get there as, I, as you can on your right. journey. And to me, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, yeah. that's all you need to know. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. to pray for the church. Carl, you lead us in prayer.
God and prophets will look down and help you to the way they did. Cast their cares upon you, God, because you care for them. Father, you're able to help so many that are sick, not able to follow the spiritual need. As we do this morning, let us pray for them that you might finish the word of the rest. This morning, visit the bedside, help them well and cast their cares upon you. God, we thought you cared for them this morning. We pray to bless your pastor this morning. Bless the Lord. 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 Bless the Gospel did not reach the heart of the line. Someone here this morning, you don't know the end of the report. Convict them, trust them in such a way. All this great salvation of Christ is preaching to this service. testimony or whatever the Lord's let you let you have this just follow him exactly the way he wants it done we're all in this thing together it's just amazing when um, people are testifying and songs are being sung just how how it all lines up Bill and it just uh, I couldn't I couldn't do it I couldn't plant that way it's just all what the Lord's doing um, so just be whatever the Lord gives you I think they're I think they're going to sing so you, you just pray for them I've been there in the lowest of times I've had questions in my mind and I've been scared but I know that I have a Savior who knows right where I am and hears my prayer in the of all the problems and burdens of this life I will call upon the one who can get me through the night Lord hold my hand in the middle of my storm when I'm sinking down Lord help me to stand when the waves are crashing round, may I keep my eyes on you. Cause Lord, you're the only one who can help me get through the middle of my storm. 
don't know how the story will end. I didn't see this in the plans you had for me. But I know that I can trust in the one who's working all things for my good. Though I may not know the answers till I reach the other side, I will keep my eyes on Jesus till my faith becomes sight. Lord, hold my hand in the middle of my storm. When I'm sinking down, Lord, help me to stand. When the waves are crashing round, may I keep my eyes on you. Cause Lord, you're the only one who can help me get through middle of my storm Lord you're greater than my problems greater than my fears you are greater than my weakness greater than my tears you never let me down and you are here with me right storm when I'm sinking down Lord help me to stand when the waves are crashing round may I keep my eyes on you cause Lord you're the only one who can help me get through you are the only one who can help me get through the middle of my storm. The middle of my somebody here it says it says I remember I remember who I was I was a wretch I was blind I remember that time Bill I remember how lost I was like Carl talked about in Sunday school this morning sometimes I look on at Cooper and I don't know why the Lord ever saved me I don't know why he saved me but Jeremy I'm so glad he saved me I'm so glad he rescued me I was a wretch, I remember who I was. 
appreciate those songs. Anybody else have any songs? Testimony or anything on the heart? Appreciate the songs, appreciate everything that's been said and done. Uh, I know they had plenty of opportunity, but I'll ask once more if anybody's got anything on their heart, feel like they need to share song testimony, feel free. We pray this morning. I uh, wrestled all morning where to be at. I'm still a little bit unsure. So I'll say this, it's down to crunch time, if you don't put it that way. But I know we'll take care of it. Uh, any, anybody at all with anything on their hearts this morning? Appreciate that. Appreciate Barry. What he said. Anybody else with anything on their hearts this morning? Anyone else at all? 
not, you pray very earnestly. Uh, I desire your prayers. And uh, today I, I pray uh, that I wouldn't say a word that God wouldn't have me to say. Uh, it's easy to get in our own minds and think this would fit here, this would fit there. Uh, but I'll, I'll take his will over anything that my mind thinks is right. Um, and I know for anything good to come uh, of a message or anything of the sorts, God has got to intervene. And uh, there's a lot of men today that will get up and they'll say as they please, uh, and they'll depend on their own righteousness and think that that's going to be good enough to save somebody. But there is nothing that I can do uh, that can save you this morning. I want you to know that. Uh, as Barry said, you've got to make that decision yourself to eat at the king's table. And uh, I'll say this, that God has made the way for you to eat at his table. And even more than that, I'll take it a step further. God longs for you to eat at his table. Uh, today, I encourage you, no matter where you're at, no matter what you've got going on, God longs to have fellowship with you. And God would love to talk with you and deal with you this morning. So you pray. Uh, we'll read in the book of 2 Kings in chapter number 5. And familiar scripture. And I pray that it would encourage you, would help you this morning. No matter if you're here and lost, whatever you got going on. So, Second Kings, chapter number five, this morning. The Bible begins says, "Now Naaman, captain of the host of Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable, because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a leper. And the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel." A little maid, and she waited on Naaman's wife, and she said unto her mistress, Would God my Lord were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. And one went in and told his Lord, saying, Thus and thus said the maid that is of the land of Israel. And the king of Syria said, Go to go, and I will send a letter unto the king of Israel. And he departed and took with him ten talents of silver, six thousand pieces of gold, and ten changes of raiment. And he brought the letter to the king of Israel, saying, Now when this letter is coming to thee, behold, I have therewith sent Naaman my servant to thee, that thou mayest recover him of his leprosy. And it came to pass, when the king of Israel had read the letter, that he rent his clothes and said, Am I God to kill and to make alive? Does this man do his sin to me to recover a man of his leprosy? Wherefore I consider, I pray you, and seek how he seeketh a quarrel against me. I know this is a lot of reading, but you just pray... It says, And it was so when Elisha, the man of God, had heard that the king of Israel had rent his clothes, that he sent to the king, saying, Wherefore hast thou rent thy clothes? Let him come now to me, and he shall know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman came with his horses and with his chariot, and stood at the door of the house of Elisha. And Elisha sent a messenger unto him, unto him saying, Go and wash in Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come again unto thee, and thou shalt be clean. But Naaman was wroth, and went away and said, Behold, I thought he will surely come to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord as God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. Are not Abana and Farpar, rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? May I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in his rage. And his servants came near and spake unto him and said, My father, if the prophet had bid thee to do some great thing, wouldst thou not have done it? How much rather then when he saith to thee, Wash and be clean, then he went down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a child, and he was clean. So you pray. I uh, want to take a few moments and talk to you about this. This is where I believe the Lord would have us to be this morning. 
And we, we begin, the Bible introduces us, and we've all heard this great story. And I'll say this, I love this story, love to dig into it. Uh, but we start here in the fifth chapter of the book of Second Kings, and it introduces us uh, to a man named Naaman. It begins to tell us that Naaman was a great man, and he was a host of the king of Syria. It tells us that he was a mighty man uh, and was honorable. He, he had high valor. He was very much so recognized as a high person in the country of Syria. And you would look at him and think he was a great man, think he had nothing going on, he, he was perfect, had nothing wrong in his life. But the Bible tells us this statement. It says, but he was a leper. And we begin to look, we begin to find that in this, that Naaman may have looked fine to the world and everybody may have looked and thought that he was okay. But the Bible says, but he was a leper. Naaman had a sickness that maybe nobody else saw. And I'll tell you, leprosy was a flesh-eating disease. It was a disease that was uncurable. And it would eat away and eat away until the point where you could about see a person's bone. And it would eat and be, continue to dig. The disease was... And, I can see maybe as some people around him did not see the disease, but I'll say this today, that even though people may not have seen Naaman's disease, that Naaman knew that his disease was there. And I'll say this today, if you're here and lost, you may be hiding from the people of God. You may be thinking you're hiding, but down inside of you, I know that you know that you have a disease that you cannot cure. Can I say that today? And I, I was there, I'll tell you this, I was so lost and so undone, and just as leprosy does, it eats and it dies. Can I tell you today, sin will begin to eat and will begin to tear. And sin will tear away at you. And you say, preacher, I've got a sickness this morning. I'll say, Naaman did too. And I'll encourage you today, don't try to hide your sickness because you're not going to get away from God. Preacher, what are you talking about? Adam and Eve back in the garden, they chose to go with sin and they chose to go in a way that was contrary to the way of God. They doomed all of man in that moment. But I will say this, do not point your finger at Adam and Eve because if any of us were there we would have made the same decision as if we were in the garden today we still choose sin and we have this perilous disease that is eating away at us I encourage you today that if you think you're hiding from God your name may be on our church books hear me good and well I don't want to tread in an area I shouldn't but your name may be in the church books but you may have a disease of sin and you know it you may hide from the people of God but you'll not hide from the king of glory if he knows where the moon and the stars are he knows where your soul hangs in the balance you're not going to hide from him today understand good and well you may look just fine you may think I'm just fine but if God touches you on the inside and says you're lost and undone then friend you're not going to hide from that sentence your sentence is death but can I tell you today I don't want to jump ahead of myself there is a cure for your sin there is a remedy I love what Jeremiah said he would go on and he would say the harvest is past and the summer is ended and our people are not saved. He said, is there not a balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? I love what that choir song says. It says, in the fountain of life there's a balm for your soul. The Bible would tell us these words. It said, in that day a fountain shall be opened. And it tells us that Jesus was a king slain, a little lamb slain before the foundation of the world. Friend, what was that day when that fountain was opened? 
opened up. If he was a lamb slain before the foundation of the world, then the fountain's been there. Can I tell you that? That in his mind, in God's foreknowledge, all oh, that brings joy to my soul this morning to know that in his foreknowledge, Jeremy, he knew we'd turn against him, yet he still said, I'll send my son to open up a fountain that will cure your disease. I'm glad to say, friend, this morning that my soul has been cured. It's been washed in the blood. I don't want to forget that today, that God washed me in his blood. So we go and we find that Naaman was a leper. Can I say this today? You may be a great person. And if we put you in this statement, we could say, but he or she was a sinner. Preacher, that's harsh today. We've all been there. If somebody claims to be saved, they've been lost. Yeah, listen today. Understand, I'm not judging you. I love you with every fiber of my being. I love you so much today. I do. I mean it. And I want to encourage you that even though you're lost and you've got a disease now, God's got the solution. On a four-time, God knew you'd be here. And he's looking for you to, to find him. But let's go on a little bit further. It says, And Syrians had gone out by companies and brought away captive out of the land of Israel a little handmaid. And she waited on Naaman's wife. And she said unto her mistress, Would God my Lord were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. And one went in and told his Lord, saying, Thus and thus said the maid that is the land of Israel. I, I want to take a moment and talk about this little servant woman. This, this little woman... And today we find that she, may, she was taken captive out of the land of Israel. She was in a place, Jeremy, naturally, where she had been enslaved. She had been taken, was made a servant. Listen today, she was in a bad place in her life. But in that bad place, instead of saying, my life's terrible, I love you this morning, I'm not getting at you. Instead of saying, my life's terrible, why would God do this to me? In her bad place, she looked at somebody with the disease and said, there's someone that can fix you. Listen today. Church, I love you. I mean it from the depths of my soul. What a help you've been to me in my life. I don't know where you're at, but if you're in trouble, and you feel like you're in captive in this world, preacher, why am I in this hard time? Why am I going through this right now? Why would God put me through this? Can I encourage you to look around and understand that if He's got you somewhere... There's a reason for that. Zeba, down there, and she was captive. Friend, today in your captive land, I encourage you, don't look at your circumstance, but look at your Savior and say, if He fixed me, I want to tell people about He can fix Him. Don't let your circumstance, don't let your moment define the praise that you're giving and the encouragement that you're giving. But in your captive land, be a witness and be a light unto a world that is in the midst of darkness. Today, friend, the world is growing darker and darker every day. It encourages us to be quiet and not say it anymore. But I want to be a light unto the world and testify of just what God has done for me. The Bible tells us that we're a light of the world and it can't be seen if it's hid under a bushel. Do not hide your light this morning. Can I say this? Somebody's soul, somebody's cleansing, somebody getting washed in the blood might just be in the balance of you praising or not praising. Let's go on a little bit further. It says, And the king of Syria said, Go to go, and I will send a letter unto the king of Israel. Uh, today, as we look at this, we find he says, Go to go. 
I believe what he was saying here is, he's told me, Ziba has told me that there's a cure for my problem, and he's saying, go to, go. It was an urgent matter for him. He stressed the importance of going to go. And I can see maybe that day in the king's palace as he looked at one of them, Jeremy, and said, go to go. Today can I tell you that your sin debt is an urgent matter. It's something so important that needs to be fixed with urgency. What do you mean, preacher? We only have a short time here to dwell and you only have a short time to be saved. Either the Lord's coming back or you're dying. Can I tell you today, suicide rates are at an all-time high. Depression is at an all-time high. We're in a point in the world where people are dying around us so sadly it breaks my heart. Every moment of every day, every six seconds or something like that, I believe someone dies. We don't know who that's going to be. It could be you or me. Can I encourage you today that take that and realize it's an urgent matter. Your sin debt is is, and it needs to be fixed. We go on further and we, we find that Naaman had sent a letter down there and uh, the king of Israel had, had gotten wroth and angry against the rent his clothes. And then the man of God, Elisha, showed up. And he began to tell him what to do. I love how Naaman came. And notice this. It says he came with his chariot and with his horses and came with all these things. And can I tell you today that you may show up as a mighty man in valor, a mighty woman, you may bring, come flexing your guns, I'll say that. God says He resisteth the proud. You've got to come in Him, come to Him with childlike trust and humbly saying, God, I know that I've got a disease that I cannot fix, but I want it to be fixed and I know you can. So we go a little bit further, I'll soon come to a close. But we find that uh, He told him, He said, go down and dip in the river Jordan seven times and the Bible says that Naaman was wroth. He began to grow mad that he expected lightning or something of the sorts to shine down from heaven. He expected it to be this big kabang and his leprosy would be fixed. But we find that Elisha told him such a simple ordeal. He said, go wash in Jordan seven times. Notice today the number seven in the Bible, I believe, represents completeness. Today, it's a complete work being washed and being cleaned of sin. But he said, go wash in seven times. And he said, are not the rivers of Farpar and all these rivers, are not they cleaner than the ones of Jordan? Can I tell you today that when God tells you to go wash in the river, I'll say it that way, don't complain that that's the way because it is the best way that you will ever find. That is the way to be washed from sin. But I can see Naaman and we go on a little bit further. We find that he finally went down to the river Jordan. We find that he goes down there and Carl, I can see in my mind as he goes and he starts to dip in the river. And I love this. Hear me good and well. We find that he goes and he starts to dip in the river. And I can see him on maybe the second or third time, Ryan, as he, as he went down and came up and he looked down. And I'll say this today. It wasn't a partial cleansing. When you get saved, you won't get it in steps. I'm glad I got it all at once. But we find we go on a little bit further, Ethan. I can see maybe the fifth or sixth time and maybe, just maybe, he begins to wonder. I, I hope, I pray, God, I am helpless if this does not work. Listen, and then he goes down the seventh time and oh, what a sight it must have been when he went down the seventh time. This ought to bring joy to your soul this morning if you're saved. But he went down the seventh time and I can see him as he went completely under the water bill and then came back up and he looked at his flesh and began to realize that those bumps and that eating away at the flesh was no longer there and his bones were covered up again. Can I tell you today, when you get saved, there will be a noticeable change in you. Can I say that I thank God today that He took something that was nothing and made it something. Thank God today.
say that He saved the unsavable. He helped the unhelpable. He redeemed the unredeemable. How did He do it, preacher? Jesus, the Christ child, came and paid such a big debt that none of you or I could ever pay. He came and paid the price, opened a fountain of blood that we could wash our souls. Though our sins were red as crimson, they became, our souls became white as snow, became cleaned up on the inside. Bill, I'm glad that I can look back to a day when God said it's time to wash, it's time to get cleaned up. And when He said get cleaned up, I've made a way. I said, God, I want to be clean. God, I want to be saved. Thank God today that He saved the unsavable. Oh, I was so bound for hell today. Understand, friends, I was bound for a devil's hell. But I'm glad, Bill, that I will never have to step foot in that place. Heaven is my home. Listen today, there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. If we could hear for hell, pray this morning. If we could hear from hell, what, what a message that was. I've heard people say today, well, preacher, I don't know that my family was saved. I want to tell you, if that's holding you back this morning, I want to remind you of what that rich man told Lazarus. He said, send people unto my brothers that they might not come to this place. If you're thinking my family might be in hell, I love you, and it breaks my heart that somebody would make that choice to go to hell and not heaven. If you could hear from your family members in hell, they would be trying to tell you, don't come here. I've got a belief on hell, and I'll, I'll tell you this, I do not believe that you will see your family in hell if you choose to go there. Why? The Bible tells us that hell is a place of complete and utter darkness. There's no seeing. But it's a place that burneth with fire. You're separated from God and your family. It's a place of utter torment, and I don't want to offend you today, but if you're scared of that, understand that your family does not want you to go there. I want to say this too. Going back to, to, to Zeba and telling people the importance of getting saved, that rich man, he, he, he told Abraham, send someone unto my brothers. And he said, they have Abraham and the prophets. Can I encourage you with something today? If you're here and you're saved, don't waste your time not telling people that Jesus can save. There's going to be a time when you can't reach your people anymore. Reach them now while you can. I encourage you today, if you're here and lost, say, preacher, I, I know this disease. I know I'm, I need saved. Can I encourage you to come running to the altar? I'll say this. I wouldn't trade an ounce of this world for what I've got in my soul. No, sir. Well, preacher, I've heard you talk about troubles and trials, and I don't understand if, if the Christian life is troubles and trials, why would I want that? Can I tell you today, no matter what side you line up on, you're going to have trouble. The difference is, when I get in trouble, I've got somebody to run to. I've got a best friend that I can run to in the midst of the night. When I don't know my left from my right, I can run to him with my concerns and my cares. Let's get a song this morning. Stand when you're ready. I don't know where you're at this morning. You say, preacher, I'm in a trial, and I just don't know how to use this trial for the kingdom of God, to advance the kingdom. Be like Zeba and continue to praise and point towards the Master. Point towards the one that can fix things. If you're here and lost, I encourage you to come and be saved. Sing when you're ready. I encourage you today to come while there's opportunity.
Like come and come while they sing. A thief on each side, Christ was beaten, crucified, paying the supreme sacrifice. But the man on the right side, he invited to go inside and live with him. In paradise. So if you ever want to be on the right side of Calvary, you must go through the blood of the Lamb. And when you go through the crimson flow, it will wash you white as snow. You'll be on the right side of the great I am. On that great and noble day, some will hear the Father say, Depart from me, for I know you not. But everyone who's on the right side He'll invite to go inside, cleansed by Calvary from every spot. So if you ever want to be on the right side of Calvary, you must go through the blood of the Lamb. And when you go through crimson flow it will wash you white as snow you'll be on the right side of the great I am appreciate that song appreciate Kennedy anybody else with anything on your heart this morning if not we'll say you can be seated Turn it over to 
about the directory um, we're still taking submissions if you did not get your picture taken um, to have your family photo or yourself in the directory with your name and address uh, we want you to submit a picture we want everybody to be in the directory um, that wants to be so that is $15 and you can still turn that in in the next seven days or next Sunday um, so you can turn it into me or Lisa or Heather or Karen um, and we're meeting at the end of this month to finalize the directory. So that's very exciting. I can't wait to see it. I have a few things. So the first thing is, is the youth group, Lord willing, will be singing tonight um, at the revival that Terry's at in Indiana. So um, we plan on meeting here at like 345, 350, and we're gonna leave at four. So it takes an hour and 40 minutes to get there. So that'll give us a little bit of time um, if we run into traffic so um, if you're able to help us please meet here at 345 350 um, and we're gonna go sing if you can't be here please pray for us and please pray for that service so that's the first thing the second thing is is um, the Thanksgiving dinners we're gonna be passing those out Lord willing this coming Saturday um, we're going to be passing them out from 12 to 1. Um, I had put a one call out saying that we were in need of additional families to give those to. Um, our contacts that we have used in the past that give us a list of families in the community that are in need of those items, they are not in need anymore, which is great. Um, but I'm sure there's other people that could utilize these items, so we need to find them. So um, if you know somebody in the community that could use a Thanksgiving dinner to prepare on Thanksgiving Day, please let us know and we will add them to our list. I think right now we have four families, um, so they would get all the items that they would need to prepare that feast on Thanksgiving Day, and they're gonna get those from 12 to one on Saturday. They can come here and pick them up but we are gonna change it up a little bit and um, we're gonna change gears and we're gonna also reach out to people within our church. So if you know somebody that's had a hard year um, and maybe they, ha maybe they come or maybe they haven't been able to come, um, please let me know and we'll add them to a different list and we're gonna be splitting up into groups on Saturday and we're gonna be going and taking them a ham or a pie or whatever on Saturday. So um, for an example, my grandma is in the assisted living. So, um, you know, maybe three or four people could go and deliver her a pie and that would, you know, brighten her day. Um, or like my uncle Anthony, he's had a really hard year and this isn't gonna be a surprise for them now, but they're probably watching. <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's, it's an example, but um, like they would probably love to have a ham you know what I mean? Something like that. So if you know of people within our church um, that could utilize, you know, a pie or a ham, you know, maybe they've had a hard time um, or maybe they've had medical issues. Maybe they haven't came in a while, you know, or maybe they're just on your heart. Please let me know and we'll put them on a separate list. So that's the second thing. And the third thing is, is we're going to be having pray the hall. So if you're a youth, please meet me out in the fellowship hall after service.
could have just read this one too. You didn't have a lot to read. We got a letter here from uh, Charles and Layman. Uh, says this holiday season is normally a time of joy, but when someone you love has died, it can be a time of loneliness and pain. Uh, if you're experiencing grief, your neighbors at Charles Layman Funeral and Cremation Services will host their 32nd annual Tree of Remembrance service and open house on Saturday, December 3rd, 2022. The open house will be held from 1 to 3 at Shawnee Chapel uh, on, uh, at 1170 Shawnee Road in Lima. The Tree of Remembrance service will begin at 3 p.m. Uh, and then they'll have some refreshments, uh, sounds like, will be during the open house. So uh, there's some more information if you want to read that. It's up here. Uh, we got Christmas play coming up. That's going to be December 18th. And uh, the day that day we're going to have a dress rehearsal and probably have some refreshments and stuff for the kids. And then... I don't know if it's going to be one or two Sundays before, but um, the Sundays before in, in those afternoons between services, we're going to have um, uh, play practice. Uh, the other thing I would like to emphasize is we're giving out, like going to be giving out some, some information and lines and learning songs and some of that stuff during Sunday school. And I know it's really hard for some people and, and whatnot, certain reasons. But if you can get your kids to Sunday school the next several Sundays till, you know, if you can bring them all the time, that's great. But I know it's a struggle. But if you can make that extra effort and bring them, it would be much appreciated because we're, we're going to try to sing with them and, and uh, get ready for the play. And please pray for us. We, we'd like it. I like to call it a Christmas, Christmas play service. You know, I'd really love to see somebody get saved. I'd really like to see some, something from the play. Uh, you know, flow right over into some good preaching and conviction and somebody get saved. You, you couldn't get anything better at Christmas. So. I have more to add. <laughs> I know I'm a big mouth, I'm sorry. Um, about the Thanksgiving dinner. So I know we already have a lot of food out in the fellowship hall. A lot of people have brought stuff and that's super. And that will not be wasted. Um, the families that we do have on our list to give those whole box dinners to, um, if we have extra dinners, then the youth group on Saturday is going to be taking those to the men's and the women's um, shelter houses. So we'll be donating those items. So what we need from you now um, is obviously if you know somebody else that could utilize the food within the church or even if you have a family outside of the community, please let us know that. But you can also donate, continue to donate money, and that will go towards buying turkeys and hams um, and pies, or you can even bring a pie to donate. So that's all I wanted to add. I'm sorry. Um, I didn't want to leave without announcing that we're having a ladies Christmas tea party um, like we did last year. It's going to be on December 6th at 6 p.m. in the Fellowship Hall, um, and that's a Tuesday night, I think. Um, we really want everybody to come. This one is for the girls, um, all the ladies of our church. We have such a blessed time when we get together. We've been getting together every other month, I think, um, at a restaurant just to have dinner together, um, and that is the same thing that we're doing here, but there's also going to be tons of things that you're going home with um, and we're not really having a big feast just sandwiches and some snacks but it's going to be a lot of fun to play games we're going to do our christmas tree ceremony and share our burdens together um, so if you are a lady 